Inside Vegas is presented by MyBookie.ag. MyBookie.ag is the official online sportsbook of the Inside Vegas podcast, as well as the Sports Gaming Podcast Network. Use promo code SGP50 to receive a 50% deposit bonus today. Inside Vegas is also brought to you by OddShark. OddShark has the latest betting trends available nowhere else, as well as betting picks from their supercomputer. Check out all of their quality content and betting trends at OddShark.com. Welcome into another episode of Inside Vegas. And this is the first episode post the NIST handicapping series. Uh, and this one's going to be focusing on what else, guys? Legalization and the upcoming, uh, well, the past Supreme, rule, Supreme Court ruling and the upcoming uh, legalization of sports gambling to for states to be free to make their own decision. And so for the next couple of episodes, what we're going to be doing is taking a look at kind of how that affects different people within the industry, really. And this one, we're going to start with Sports Insights. And I chose this one for a couple different reasons. One is Sports Insights has kind of become the face of, you know, fading the public and, you know, so-and-so percent of tickets and spread numbers and all this stuff has become kind of, you know, so in the forefront of everything that we do within handicapping. And so it just seemed fitting that we kind of start there into what this could mean for the market. Um, And again, when we talk about, you know, fading the public and this team is getting 80% of the tickets, well, that's at this point, that's only with, you know, the seven to, to, I believe, eight offshore books uh, that Sports Insights offers right now. And so I think it's fascinating to kind of dig into this and learn what this could mean for their company when, you know, when you think about the fact that DraftKings, FanDuel, Yahoo, Google, all these companies could be offering, you know, quote unquote, nationwide sports books uh, for states that will allow sports gambling and sports betting. So, you know, now with a ticket count of seven to eight prominent offshore books, now when you have the, you know, in theory, the ticket count for DraftKings, imagine what that could do. So I thought this was, this kind of had to be the first one that we would look at. Uh, And again, next week, um, PropSwap will be on to kind of talk about what that will mean for uh, buying and selling tickets within their marketplace as well. Uh, so uh, again, this is uh, Josh Applebaum of Sports Insights, who's kind of their customer service rep. Uh, obviously, huge friend of the podcast uh, and with Sports Gambling Podcast. He's been on a ton. And he's kind of been the, the recurring guest that is kind of, you know, ear to the ground is, is kind of what's, you know, every podcast has an odds maker on or, or whatever the case may be. And Josh, to me, provides such a unique aspect of it because he's not biased. All he's doing is kind of reporting data and telling you what the numbers are. So um, again, thank you to him. Um, and again, this is going to be kind of the kickoff point for and a little bit of legalization talk within the next couple of episodes and kind of where that's going to take this market. So again, I hope you enjoy the interview. This is Josh Applebaum of Sports Insights. And now joining me on the Inside Vegas podcast, one and only Josh Applebaum of Sports Insights, friend of the podcast, friend of SGP for so long. Big day for for you personally and, of course, your business and everything in, uh, that's going on with legalization and Sports Insights, man. What was your initial thoughts? Christian, absolutely, man. Thanks for having me on. Always uh, always love talking betting with you. Um, so, yeah, it's it's been crazy. We... Uh, we can't believe it. Uh, we've been tracking basically the push for New Jersey to legalize sports betting for a, for a while here. Um, I've been, you know, I'm a political nerd. I've been watching Chris Christie for it's got to be what five six years when he first started the uh, the push to to get uh, Jersey to legalize it. And uh, yeah, it's incredible, man. We we kind of thought there was a good chance it would happen. Um, you know, you uh, you saw Ted Olson's day in day in court with the Supreme Court, and you know, everyone uh, everyone we were we were following Twitter and all these different uh, law professors and analysts were really saying that Olson crushed it and had a great argument and uh, really hammered home the, the state's rights. You know, Jersey should have the ability to legalize uh, betting if they see fit. They shouldn't have to, you know, bow down to the federal government. So uh, it sounded like it was going to happen. I mean, uh, if we take a step back, really the reason why um, the Action Network was created, which is, you know, our, our new venture here where we're 
uh, teaming up with, uh, you know, back in October, we went live, but Sports Insights, where I'm really, uh, you know, founded and I didn't find. <laughs> <laughs> that's all right. I didn't find that it, but that's, credit, where, that's where I'm from, basically. Uh, exactly. I'll take the credit. My, my boss, Dan Fabrizio, won't mind. I'll, I'll just take credit for that. Uh, but no, we, uh, we really put together the Action Network because we knew this was going to happen. Uh, um, you know, we didn't, you know, specifically think it was going to be this quick. Um, but yeah, the whole thing with the Action Network is really just, uh, uh, you know, betting is going to get bigger and bigger. It's going to be more widely accepted. And uh, we want to really be the, you know, the best site we can be and, you know, one of the premier sites for a, uh, you know, a season wise guy like, like me and you, or just a $5 average Joe is looking to uh, get into betting for the first time. You know, we want to provide the best data, uh, the best analytics, the best content. Um, so we're super excited for it. Um, you know, I think the biggest thing, you know, that me and you always talk about Christian is, you know, going contrarian, fading the public. Um, it's a big staple of what we do. Um, you know, we always want to, uh, if we can, you know, go contrarian because more often than not, the public loses, um, you know, obviously they'll, they'll run off some wins and, you know, they can have a good stretch. We obviously even, even saw, uh, the first month of baseball where public favorites really had a historic month. Uh, you know, it was, it was, it was tough for me. I, I was, uh, taking, taking some big lumps there, but, um, you know, basically with, with fade the public, we, our fingers are crossed that really everything we do is only going to get that much better because now you're going to have an influx of, uh, new betters for the first time betting on sports. Um, they're going to make all the, the mistakes that we try to avoid. They're going to bet their favorite teams. They're going to bet home teams, favorites. They're going to bet overs. They're going to parlay everything. They're going to tease everything. Um, so, you know, I think it'll be a bit of a wild west at the beginning where I think contrarian value will skyrocket just because you have an influx of new betters in the market. Um, it'll probably level off over the long run. Um, but yeah, that, that's probably the biggest thing. And, you know, just from our perspective of, um, you know, with, with betting really taking this huge jump into the public space, uh, we're really hoping to partner with more books and um, get more data. You know, we're really only as strong as the data that we have. Uh, so, you know, right now, um, as you know, Christian, you know, we're taking our uh, our betting percentages from a handful of offshore books, Five Dimes, Bookmaker, Bet Us, Carib, GT Bets, SIA, Sportsbook. Um, and that's been the case for, for a while here. Um, you know, every now and again, we'll have a new book contribute, but really hoping that, you know, this opens the doors to more books um, getting their data, which will only make our stuff stronger and give our members an even better feel for the overall market. Um, so, yeah, that's our goal. Contrarian will, will skyrocket, uh, probably even out over time. But, um, yeah, as a as a Faith the Public, uh, devoted Faith the Public uh, founding core member, I'm, I'm excited for the future right now. And there's so many things to pull back with what you just said, man. And, you know, the number one rule that you learn as, you know, when you're coming up in sports betting is what? Is fade the public. And that's what Sports Insights is really built upon. You know, they've, they've built a career, a company uh, based on fading the public. And, you know, it's so funny because with the influx of social media, you know, I... I really do feel that if you put just a little bit of time, the public is the most informed that they've been in a very long time. I think that the public is, you know, sharp may be the wrong word, but I think that they've, you know, they've kind of gotten over the um, the mistakes that, you know, the tourists without access to social media make. And, you know, no matter how long you dedicate to this, you know, handicapping and researching and finding all this type of stuff online, uh, the public is doing better than ever. I mean, that's kind of a, it's a well-known thing now. <clears throat> And again, that goes back to the effort and the content and the information that's being put out there now. But with that kind of block of, you know, or pillar of fade the public, uh, it's going to be interesting because as you said, the market is going to get flipped on its head for a while. And, you know, especially with these hugely public backed teams, you know, the New England Patriots of the world, the Cowboys of the world, the Chicago Cubs, Michigan's, Ohio State's and on down the line uh, in a world where, you know, maybe you're already paying a premium for teams like New England and all those teams I just said at, you know, say minus eight when the true line may be minus six, minus seven. Uh, you know, is, do you think that there's an opportunity for dog betters to see, you know, the minus nines, the minus tens, you know, a two to three, you know, a one to two, three point uh, kind of premium that's going to be on these huge um, you know, backed public teams. Yeah. Great point, Christian. And definitely a great point about, uh, the public being more informed because, um, you know, I started at sports insights, uh, back in 2011 and, uh, you would constantly see games where, uh, a certain team is getting 80%, 85%. You would see 90% of bets on one side or another. And you really don't see as lopsided betting anymore as you used to see. So, um, you know, typically a really heavily bet game was 80% you know, 85%, you know, years and years ago. And now a really lopsided game is 70% or 75%. So I think that is a testament to, you know, more data being out there, 
um, you know, hopefully, uh, we're, we're a little bit responsible for that with our members getting a little, a little smarter and, uh, you know, looking, uh, you know, always, you know, think contrarian and think sharp action. Uh, but that, that's a great point by you. And I think the other really cool thing that, um, I wanted to get your take on Christian was, uh, we were bouncing around in the office, the idea of, um, so basically sports betting gets legalized, you know, Jersey will be the first. It may Delaware may even, you know, leapfrog them. Delaware's, you know, moving fast. And, um, you know, you might see the two of them, you know, in, within weeks, uh, Monmouth park and, uh, and, you know, Delaware opening up, but, um, kind of one thing I was thinking about was as more and more States legalize sports betting. Um, I think you're going to be able to take advantage of the market that you live in and the state that you live in. So like, you know, Christian, you're out in Vegas, but we're both Massachusetts guys. So uh, if if and when, you know, sports betting is legalized in Massachusetts, uh, everyone in Massachusetts loves the Patriots. So a, uh, a local, uh, you know, a local book in in Boston might have the Patriots, you know, a true opener is minus seven. And they know that whatever they know, whatever they open that number at, as long as Brady and Belichick are around, you know, the hometown fans will hammer the Patriots. So. It should be minus seven. They open it minus eight, minus nine. So I think in the market that you live in, you actually may be able to almost fade your own state and, uh, you know, bet against the Pats. Obviously, Pats, you know, always cover and they're the exception to every rule. Uh, but you're getting, you know, even more inflated value based on where you're from. Or like if you're in Alabama and, uh, you know, Alabama is playing, I don't know, uh, Florida Atlantic or some other school and, you know, they should be minus 21, but really in Alabama, uh, a Birmingham book opens, you know, Alabama minus 24, you know, you're getting basically you're capitalizing on that bias of where you live. So that, that's just one thing interesting to me, um, you know, kind of kicking around the idea in the office. Um, I think there could be a huge advantage to dog betters and contrarian betters based on where they're from fading their hometown teams, basically. Exactly. And, you know, it's funny because, you know, the other side of that argument is that somebody would say, well, it's ignorant to say that this isn't happening, you know, now. So from that perspective, you know, coming from Boston, as much as you know, uh, probably, you know, if you have a local guy um, and you're in, you know, Boston, Massachusetts, in the New England area, those lines are always shaded to to New England. They just are. Um, and, you know, when you can get, you know, minus seven offshore, if you're getting it from from Joe down the street, they're minus 10. You know what I mean? So yep, it's, exactly. that's a very real thing. I will say, you know, and the only kind of precedence that we have for this is the Vegas Golden Knights, right? Because yep. Vegas being, you know, the only place it's legal, finally got its first sports team. I mean, of course, you know, they had UNLV, but obviously they haven't been good in a very long time. Same thing. Um, even though Nevada did make a great run, uh, they weren't, you know, kind of as publicly backed. And it, that has shown itself throughout Las Vegas in such a big way. I mean, Las Vegas bookmakers are getting absolutely killed by Vegas, not to mention the liability of Vegas to win the West and especially the Stanley Cup. Again, I'm holding a Las Vegas to win the Stanley Cup at 100 to 1. Now, I put that ticket in at a very small amount for 5 to win 500, but I've seen tickets on PropSwap that were 100 uh, for 10 grand. And I mean, this just all throughout, Vegas was doing so well throughout the season. Beginning of the year, they were priced as they should be as an expansion team uh, and books have gotten killed. And if they end up going all the way, um, the, they may take their first losing month in a, in a very, very long time with all that liability. Uh, so again, it's already happening. It's already being shaded. And this is going to kind of go back into the the GPS functionality of, you know, is it more national type stuff? You know, if DraftKings, FanDuel's, Yahoo's, Google Sportsbook, all this stuff open up, uh, you know, because it's going to be very hard for an average guy to open up a shop that is, you know, quote unquote legal because there needs to be a GPS functionality, right? If it's legal in Delaware, New Jersey, and Las Vegas, uh, but that person lives in, you know, Connecticut, they're not going to be able to log into that website the same way that DFS sites have that uh, GPS application, which is why, you know, if you try to log in, you know, say from Nevada where I live, uh, you can't, whether it be phone or website. Um, so I think that that's a very real thing. Um, and again, the DFS industry, you know, and their kind of, what they gain uh, from this is a different conversation, but things are definitely going to be shaded in that way. Um, and, you know, books have already had to, sh you know, uh, to bring this full circle, books have already, you know, are shading the Vegas uh, Knights futures when they were officially into the playoffs at, you know, books that are numbers that were completely different than offshore. And you always hear, you know, a book's biggest, biggest fear is getting middled, um, which again, can only happen at your own shop. Um, you know, if Vegas is consensus minus seven for an NFL game, but say Jersey and Delaware are 
minus 10, I mean, of course, there's that opportunity for a middle there, but, you know, one does because it's state and it's not all one big pool the way it is now of one small pool within Las Vegas. Um, you know, what is that market going to look like in that, you know, is that going to be based on liability, which again is going to go back to ticket count, which is where I want to go with this next with you, um, is, you know, are you guys looking to actively partner, um, with, you know, stuff in Jersey, Delaware, all the States that are coming up. Um, and what do you think that their kind of reaction will be? Because again, at first, um, when you guys kind of entered the marketplace, books weren't too keen on giving away their information. Um, obviously the blueprint is there and now it's a win, win, win for ever, absolutely everybody involved. Uh, but how do you kind of see that playing out with, uh, States and, uh, you know, new books that are, may not be so kind of familiar with what you guys do and everything like that? Yeah, great question. I mean, I think from a top-down perspective, uh, Chad Millman, uh, our uh, our head of media and uh, our new CEO, Noah Stabuski, I think we want to try to remain as neutral as we possibly can. I think the one thing we don't want is um, members to think that we are favoring one book or another or, uh, you know, questioning the data because, uh, you know, you see that it comes from this book or that book. So I think we we really want to uh, stay true to you know being as neutral as we can, being as transparent as we can. Um, that being said, obviously we're definitely going to try to partner with as many books as we possibly can. Um, you know, like I mentioned earlier, you know we're getting it from seven offshore books now. Um, it's always been a dream of mine, you know, working at Sports Insights to have. Uh, and Christian, you, you use the odds page every day too. So if if there was a uh, a situation where on the live odds page, you know, you had um, basically offshore percentages, you know, onshore percentages, you know, we got to come up with some kind of new term now. now <laughs> yeah, that right. We, uh, I never we, even thought of that. Yeah, it's crazy, man. <laughs> Homeland. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we'll name it, uh, Saul Berenson or Kerry Matheson. We'll, we'll name that. Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll get after that. Or maybe Quinn, uh, too bad. Uh, Quinn was killed off. Yeah, um, right. but, uh, yeah, I think that that's kind of the goal. Um, you know, trying to get, Obviously, again, you know, the more bo the more books we can pull data from and information from, the stronger everything gets. Um, you know, we we don't really have Vegas percentages. Uh, I did want to ask you about you know how Vegas is taking all this news. Um, you know, one one thing we've seen is you know a lot of people are messaging us and saying you know are offshore books going to go extinct? Are they going to go bankrupt? Are they going to leave? Is this going to change everything? And you know, this does change everything, but. Um, we did talk to a bunch of different bookmakers, um, Scott Cooley at BetDSI, um, and basically kind of their thing is, you know, even though it's going to be a little disincentivized, even though they're going to have some competition here, uh, offshore books aren't going anywhere. Um, you know, there's a there's a reason why they're there in the first place. I think there's an anonymity behind it. You know, if gamblers want to remain. As well. Convenience, uh, anonymity, uh, shopping for the best line, offering reduced juice. A lot of times these offshore books um, offer, you know, niche sports that other books don't offer, you know? So if you're into esports or tennis or auto racing, like my manager, PJ Walsh, who's a big NASCAR guy, um, you know, also the limits are, are sometimes a lot higher at these offshore books. So, um, yeah, I mean the whole, I think we're in a big, you know, wild west point right now where, you know, I think there's a lot of different ways it can go. Um, but certainly, I don't, you know, I don't think offshore books are going anywhere. Obviously they got to step up their game a little bit, but, uh, you know, I think they're always going to remain there basically because that, um, you know, their clientele will always, you know, want a sector, uh, in the industry where, you know, where seasoned gamblers can go and, and they can get the best numbers and, and bet on other sports. Um, so yeah, it'll be interesting to see how that, how that plays out, but yeah, at the action network, you know, uh, we'd love to get more and more books to provide us their information. Um, I would, you know, personally, um, I'm really interested to see what happens with DraftKings because um, DraftKings to me is kind of set up as, you know, they, they have a huge opportunity here. You know, they they're kind of the biggest, you know, behemoth in the market. They have a ton of members. Obviously, they did DFS, you know, their their DFS site, um, but they did release a statement where they're going to they want to become a sports book. Um, so I think, you know, a new better, you know, kind of like in my opinion, like DraftKings has huge, huge potential. And, uh, a lot of DFS players will now start betting. Uh, I'd love to get a, you know, DraftKings column up on my odds page. And, uh, you know, if somehow, um, you know, we could get that information, that would be huge for us. Um, but as yeah, far I as think, like ownership you know, percentage and stuff like that, you mean, uh, or just there, they become a sports book and, and we get their betting oh, percentages, okay, yeah, their percentages. Yeah. yeah. Number of bets. I mean, to me like that, DraftKings, 
they can become like the new Bovada. You know, a lot of yep. a lot of new betters always go to Bovada. That's kind of a you know a squarish book. Um, but I think just popularity wise, name recognition wise, um, and if they can be first to market, um, I think the the potential is limitless. So um, they're also based in Boston. You know, I have not spoken to them. I don't know anyone there. Um, but you know, I think there there's huge potential there. So uh, if that if that does take place, you know, I I think it'd be a great idea to. Uh, to, you know, you know tr- trying to find a way to, you know, mutually, you know, benefit uh, us and inform our members and give them the strongest data that that, uh, that they can get and, you know, try to make the smartest bet they can make. You hit the nail on the head with DraftKings. I really believe DraftKings and FanDuel are going to be first. I said after that, I think it's going to be Yahoo. And then I think it's going to be uh, Yahoo Sportsbook and Google Sportsbook. Uh, but again, kind of peel this back a little bit with what you said. Here's my thing with Offshore. One, um, they're, they're not going to go anywhere because they have the opportunity to see what the newly formed market looks like and adjust. Um, so if you know with integrity fees, this and that, if now it's laying minus 113, whatever the case may be, we'll, we'll, t- we'll get into detail and talk about that. Uh, but you know, who's to say offshore can't say, you know what, we're getting killed, we're losing business, uh, let's move all of our lines to minus 107, flat. Um, and, you know, I think that that would attract a lot of the sharp guys. Um, and, you know, somebody like myself who absolutely despises depositing uh, outside of mobile apps and casinos because um, I just don't like to tie up money and I get sketched out. You know, I, I've never really got over the paranoia of, you know, what happened on Black Friday with the poker world. And, uh, you know, you just, you just never know. So to me, it's somewhat out of the question outside of a, a couple things that I do um, with, again, niche markets and some markets that are only available on offshore, uh, WWE being one of them, um, because it's, you know, again, we talked about this on the handicapping. Um, there's different, you know, there's different, like you just said, different stuff that different books will only offer an exclusive. Five Dimes has a reduced juice section where all their lines and totals on baseballs are minus 105 and football spreads are minus 105. The limits are kept a little bit low. I think it's like maybe 500, 300, 400, uh, something like that. But Five Dimes doesn't even market it because one, they don't have to right now. Um, so I do think that DraftKings and FanDuel are going to be one, but I think that this is going to come a little bit later than people want or think. And the reason for that is speaking with people that were kind of in the know throughout this whole situation, the big push that kind of got this going and got, you know, turned uh, opinion of lawmakers around was one thing. And that was jobs. Because if you create a sports book, now you need ticket writers, you need odds makers, you need risk managers, you need bartenders, busboys, and so on and so forth. Uh, So, you know, this doesn't really create jobs to make a, a site or, you know, a site like that or app, uh, just add the kind of, you know, tab of sports betting. Um, but like you said, Bavada is kind of the number one place that new sports bettors go. And I think that DraftKings is going to take over all that business. The other thing that could happen now uh, with legalization, I think that for a long time, everyone kind of looked the other way with offshore, especially oddsmakers, or not oddsmakers, excuse me, lawmakers. Um, and again, I know they're protected just by being offshore, um, but it was kind of a, you know, look, not to say look the other way, but it was just kind of stay out of everyone's way and they're going to operate, we're going to operate and do our thing. Now that it's legalized, I mean, this is literally a kind of, you know, they are illegal. Make no mistake about it. I mean, yes, where they operate are illegal, but there's a reason when you deposit, uh, you know, it comes from Marine whatever in China. You know what I mean? They're quote unquote parent company. Um, that's not a mistake. That's because it is illegal. Um, so I don't know how hard people are going to actually start to come after offshore books, which again is something I'd be wor- very worried about if I had a lot of money deposited offshore. Um, but from a Vegas perspective, the consensus among kind of wise guys and people I know around town and odds makers and people I talk to and have talked to about this is one thing. Um, and again, this is more on the professional side, but it's, if it's not broken, don't fix it. The blueprint for Vegas has in sports betting has been laid out and it's been laid out so successfully here, especially, especially, especially from a tax uh, standpoint, right? Unless it's 300 to one, you're not getting taxed. Um, so if you know, you have to create an account to go place a $10 bet, uh, you know, at, you know, in Atlantic city or, or Delaware, or whatever it may be. And then at the end of the year, you get a form and you're taxed on every single bet you made, be it $5 all the way up uh, to 50,000, a hundred thousand, whatever the limit is. Right. If you know, that becomes a thing and Vegas ends up adopting that. I mean, that would absolutely, again, kind of, I don't want to say cripple, but it would be a really bad thing for a lot of people that do this professionally. Um, and again, again, I've gone down this road so many times. I'm not sitting here telling people what to declare or what not to declare. I'm just telling you the truth of the matter is not a lot 
lot of people do. Um, and again, that's the same thing as if you go to, you know what, you go to a casino and you win $25 playing blackjack, you're supposed to declare that. So, you know, this is kind of an ethical moral thing and wherever you stand on that may be kind of the case that's, that's neither here nor there. Um, but with expansion, I want to talk about what you said of, you know, having the, the different outlets, because for people who may not know, what is the thought process for a company like Sports Insights that say, you know, we would rather see 100,000 tickets uh, with 80% on one side rather than say 100 with 80 tickets? Yeah, it, great question. So this uh, ties back into our whole founding philosophy of, of going contrarian. So um, basically, when you are going contrarian, you're not just looking at really lopsided games. So uh, our definition of lopsided is uh, typically like 65% or more. Uh, but if you can get 70% or more, you know, the more lopsided, basically the more contrarian value, because uh, when the public is way overvaluing one side, you know, that, that in a vacuum would create liability. And then therefore, you know, you're going to want to go against that and capitalize on that bias and play your, place yourself on the side of the house. Uh, as we know, the house always wins. Um, but basically the, the key indicator there is that you can't just look at the live odds page and take every team getting 40% or less bets or 35% or less bets. You have to combine that percentage with how heavily bet a game is. So um, the more number of tickets, the more public action, the more value there is to go the other way. Uh, so this is where the ticket count would come in huge if, if we could get more contributing books to, to provide us that information. So number one, it's just, um, you know, it gives you a better understanding of the market as a whole. Um, but the key there is, you know, if you have two games, uh, say you have two baseball games, you know, they're identical. You got 80% on one side, 20% on the other, both spots, but one game has, you know, 2000 bets and the other game has 25,000 bets. You know, even though by definition, those percentages would be, you know, equally contrarian that game with the, with the 20,000, 25,000 bets would be so much more valuable to bet against the public because you are isolating a spot where there's so much more public action. So that's, that's really the key with, you know, going contrarian, you know, looking for not just lopsided games, but also really heavily bet games. Um, and, and that's where really the dream of having more books uh, be open to providing this information um, would, would really strengthen all our contrarian uh, systems. And then, you know, other people always say like, you know, why on earth would the books want to give you that information? That doesn't make any sense. Uh, seems like they're taking a huge risk there. Um, I think it benefits them in a couple ways. Number one, um, you know, basically, uh, they are, you know, gaining more members. So when, when, a, when a, a sports insights action network member opens the live odds page and looks at the, looks at the data, you know, they're seeing which books it comes from. And therefore, when you see the name five dimes every day, uh, bookmaker every day, you know, GT bets, SA Sportsbook, crib bet us, um, it almost, you know, it kind of entices, uh, a lot of members to open up an account at one of these books. So yeah, these books are you know kind of going out on a limb by giving us this data, but also they're gaining members from it. Um, you know, they're you know reputation-wise, I think um, you know being open with this stuff with the public uh, just you know really elevates the, the trust that members have in these books. Um, we backtest the data every day to make sure that it's correct. Uh, but yeah, I think that that's a, that's a huge key. Um, you know, it's a mutually you know beneficial uh, relationship. And then, uh, you know, they get more members, our members get better data. Um, and, uh, you know, again, don't want to ever, you know, show favoritism for these books, but it's just being honest, you know, this is where it's coming from. If you want to bet on a game, okay, where are these stats from? You know, I think what differentiates us from a lot of sites is that, you know, you can go on a million different sites on the internet. You can search sports betting companies, uh, you know, sports betting data. There's a lot of free sites. People say, why would you pay for a membership with us? If you can get this data for free anywhere else. Uh, but really, that's not the case. A lot of times, uh, almost all the time, you look at a, a certain website, you know, who says this stuff, look at our data, look at our percentages. Uh, number one, you don't know where it's coming from. So maybe it's coming from, uh, you know, Bovada or a really square book, or it's not a, uh, an accurate representation of the market as a whole. Um, it could be delayed. So it could be three, four hours old. It could be stale. Um, so with us, you know, it's real time. We're pooling it from you know, seven different books. So it's a combination of square books, sharp books. Therefore, you're getting a good average overall. Uh, but yeah, really, we're hoping with legalization that um, you know we can get more data, strengthen our data, and uh, and and really help our members because uh, then they'll they'll be able to go off the strongest data you know that the market provides. Absolutely, man. And again, 
as soon as this kind of goes uh, to, you know, national mainstream, and again, I know it's not national, but, you know, the DraftKings, the Yahoo's, the FanDuel's, um, I think the, the first calls that they're going to make is going to be to Sports Insights because, again, you guys have uh, kind of set the market in terms of the quote-unquote fade the public, and I think it's just such a lucrative business relationship for all parties involved that, uh, you know, uh, companies like Don Best and Sports Insights have been along for or been around for as long as they have, and companies are you know forthright with them and have built r- working relationships with you guys and Sports Insights uh, for so long because you know people see that it's a business relationship that is a win-win for everyone involved. Um, and it's funny that you said you know you rarely see eighty twenty games anymore, and to me that was that was like my <laughs> that was my white dream, man. When I saw eighty twenty, <laughs> if I was if I wanted the other side, I completely stayed away, and if I you know if I wasn't going to be on that game I was blindly taking that 20% game and it worked out so well regardless of line movement or of anything and that was a, a trick that was very lucrative for a very long time and that was you know kind of exclusively because of a company uh, like you guys of Sports Insights and so again I think that once this kind of goes national um, and it's accepted by people of you know companies like we just uh, outlined you know the big four and whoever it is else that comes I think that, that that's a business relationship that I think is going to be in and kind of pay off dividends right away uh, but again uh, so from everything else that's going on with Sports Insights I want to kind of bring this full circle um, t- touch on some other things going on uh, WNBA starting up baseball we touched on Katrari and stuff like that uh, but before we do that uh, I just want to give a quick shout out to mybookie.ag mybookie.ag is the official online sports book of the Sports Gambling Podcast and the Inside Vegas podcast as well also brought to you by Odds Shark it picks and trends from the supercomputer that you cannot find anywhere else. So, buddy, anything else you want to talk about with gambleization? Gam- gambleization. See what I did there? Gambling. I, I like and- that, man. You need to you need to trademark that. That yeah, is right? that is epic. Uh, gambling and legalization from a kind of ticket count standpoint, um, anything, uh, you know, again, in theory, once there's something like 48 states, I mean, you guys are, how can somebody, a company kind of keep up with every single book like that state by state? Or would you just kind of, kind of focus on the, you know, DraftKings, FanDuel's, Google's, Yahoo's of the world and kind of just stay out of the state by state, small book stuff? Yeah, great question. I think probably uh, just from a you know a pure number standpoint, we probably focus on these some of these bigger books. Um, you know, kind of see how that develops. I think still a lot of people, um, you know, when they hear about you know we say betting has been legalized, you know, it's going to go on a state by state path. So you know you can't if you live in Wyoming, you know you can't. There's no uh, next to McDonald's. There's a sports book. No, that's not happening. You know you got to wait for them really the the dominoes to fall at each state. Um, but yeah, I think just you know, the future wise of, uh, trying to pull as much data as we can work with these books. Um, again, that'll be, uh, you know, mutually beneficial, uh, for all of us. Um, a couple things I did want to touch on. This is, uh, not very much, uh, legalization based. Um, but Christian, I know you are a fan of WNBA and, uh, what I wanted to touch on with this is the fact that, um, you know, a lot of people say WNBA women's basketball, uh, give me a break. You can't possibly bet on that. You know, you're, you're a total loser. You're degenerate. Um, there's no value layoff. Uh, but as you and I both know, WNBA is, uh, really unbelievably one of the, one of the best sports for, for sharp betters here. Um, so the reason for that, number one is, uh, we have some really good bet lab systems. So bet labs is, uh, the, the other piece of software that, uh, merged, you know, with us, it's been an extension of sports insights for a while here. Um, we have some really good systems and really, you know, the, the key with WNBA, in my opinion, is that uh, it's the ultimate data sport. So really, I can't name you one WNBA player. Uh, the only one is Rebecca Lobo. And I think she retired like, I don't even know, 10 years ago. Diana so, Taurasi. It's about Taurasi, all Taurasi, Sue Bird. I got a couple. Yeah, we, we, <laughs> we got a couple here. Uh, but uh, basically, I don't know any players. I don't know any team names. Um, I don't even know if the games are on TV. Every once in a while, they're on ESPN. Uh the Ocho, or yeah. I don't even know what they're on, but um, kind of, you know, going along with Contrarian is that, um, you know, anytime we have a new person, you know, join Sports Insights or get hired and, you know, we try to, you know, really teach them from the very beginning, you know, what to look for is we say, cover up the names of the teams. Literally, put your hand Bet over. Bet numbers, not teams. Exactly. Bet numbers, not teams. You know, as soon as you uh, see the name Red Sox or see, you know, uh, Clayton Kershaw on the mound, you're automatically, uh, subconsciously, subliminally, you're, you're already injecting your bias in there and you're already just hurting yourself. So the key with WNBA, uh, number one is that, you know, you, you can basically approach these games with zero, zero bias whatsoever. 
Um, you know, you're not leaning favorite. You're not leading home team. You don't even know the teams. So it's really just the ultimate data sport. Um, another interesting thing is really, you don't have any, just, this hurts in a way. Uh, there's no, really no contrarian value for, for betting against the public. That's and what the, I was going to say WNBA. is with, su- with it yeah. being such a, you know, high, uh, kind of demand for, you know, big ticket, uh, games to fade the public. How does that kind of affect your thought process with it's such a small amount of tickets where it's and for the most part, it's very sharp. Exactly. So number one, that kind of hurts me because when I'm betting on these WNBA games, you know, I'm, I'm often with, you know, a team getting 60%, 70%. And in my mind, it's like, what am I doing? This is terrible. I cannot be with the public. But when you really think about it, there are really no public WNBA betters. So you can't even really say if it's 60% that you're with the public, you're really with uh, mostly sharp guys, you know, sharp, sharp betters here, because Again, you know, average Joe is not going to get home from work or uh, on the weekend get down on a WNBA links against the the Sun game. You know, they're just not going to do it. They're going to lay off. They're going to laugh it off. Yep. Um, so it's a little weird, you know, you know, betting on a team getting sixty percent, seventy percent. Again, no contrarian value because ticket counts are low and there are no average Joes betting these games. Uh, but in that regard, line moves are huge because basically these line moves huge. are being five, six, seven points. Exactly. Yeah. You see massive, massive line moves that, you, you know, any other sport, you know, you, sometimes I'll get my odds, my, uh, my live odds page and say, something's got to be broken here. You know, how could the total move from, you know, 160 down to 145? You know, it's got to be a bad feed or something. But no, these line moves are huge. There's a gift and a curse there. Um, number one, you definitely know it was sharp money moving the line. But, um, you know, a lot of times, you know, if you weren't, fast enough to jump on that before it moved more than a point or two. Um, you know, it's been steamed so far that really you're getting a terrible number and, and you missed the boat and, you know, you should probably lay off. So uh, in that regard, it's great to know that you're on the absolute sharp side, but again, it, it's dangerous if you're too late. Um, but there are some really good systems. Like uh, another thing is like money line sports uh, or, you know, basketball typically, you know, obviously is a spread sport and a, a total sport, but um, we do have some money line systems in the WNBA where um, a lot of these dogs, there's a lot of variance. You know, you have a uh, a dog that's plus 500, you know, winning at a much higher rate than any other sport. So we have some good systems on like visiting dogs uh, with bigger spreads. Um, you know, we have other stuff where, uh, you know, a bad team after a win, um, you know, an under after an overstreak. Uh, so there, there's really good value in WNBA. And kind of the, the beauty of WNBA is that, you know, I love sweating games. You know, to me, there's no, obviously uh, if there's a no sweat game and, and you cash to the end, that's beautiful. But really the, the excitement about betting in my opinion is, is that sweat, you know, sweating out of play and obviously not, not wanting to get a bad beat in the end, but you know, cashing a good sweat, there's nothing better than that in my opinion. Um, but WNBA is, is literally zero sweat. You know, I don't even check the scores. I don't check the app. I don't follow anything. I literally, follow these database systems. I put the play in and, uh, I usually forget about even which games I took, but then you wake up the next day and, uh, you know, typically with these good systems, you know, your senior bankroll creep up a little bit, uh, a little bit each day. So, uh, zero sweat database, no contrarian value, but, um, you know, a lot of value there for, uh, for sharp guys who want to get down on WNBA, like, like me and you Christian. (laughs) Yeah, man. And that's the thing, like, Again, I've always, you know, and we just finished up uh, this kind of niche handicapping series of kind of small markets and WNBA was one that I was, I was going to kind of get into. Um, so I'm so glad that you kind of brought it up to bring it full circle. It's just the people that I know that bet WNBA weren't kind of really willing to kind of go on and share their kind of <laughs> stuff like that. Just because again, it is 95% professional uh, that bet WNBA. Um, and again, some of the, I've always said this throughout the niche handicapping series that you don't have to like something or even watch something to bet it. And, you know, we had someone on talking about um, small schools uh, within college basketball, you know, the D2s, D1AA, FCS. And we, you know, we were talking about how it's, it can be, you know, it's very similar to WNBA because if Duke, North Carolina is on, do you want to watch Mississippi Valley state play, um, you know, Hampton or whatever the case may be. Right. So it's, it's kind of the same exact thing. And to me, that's absolutely the best when you can, I enjoy it more kind of when I just, I don't have a bias, you know, if I'm, if everything is telling me to fade Matt Scherzer, right. But I just can't do it in WNBA. You don't know that it's strictly a numbers play. And to me, it, when you take your bias out of it, 
it is the, you know, you get out of your own head. All you do is you kind of go, you know, the type of, uh, you, you go model on it, right? You go algorithm. You just pick the plays based on what the data shows and the results are usually pretty good. And again, that's not, I mean, there are people who physically handicap WNBA and they are very, very good at it. Uh, but the way to take advantage of that and kind of, you know, ride their coattails a little bit is to take the data, uh, which again, is kind of found exclusively, you know, the right way at Sports Insights. So WNBA, again, has been something that's been very profitable for a lot of people for a long time. Um, so I'm glad to see that you're into it as well and that you guys will be, uh, be offering um, the ticket count and everything on that. Um, although be it, you know, again, most of the limits are very, very low, um, maybe 500 aside on a our total, uh, just because again, it is especially at open, um, again, because it is so sharp and they will move, you know, again, I've seen, uh, totals, first half totals move five, six, seven points. And it's just, you know, you gotta get it kind of get creative. You can utilize an open teaser, things like that with it to try to get that number that was originally out there. Uh, but again, that's kind of in the weeds of stuff like that. But I wanted to, to talk about with you, what you brought up again at the beginning, uh, which was a bad month for the, uh, contrarian side and a great public, uh, last month for the MLB. Tell me what happened, buddy. Yeah. So this was crazy, man. Uh, I love baseball. Um, you know, I think obviously football is King, you know, nothing touches football, but what I love about baseball is that, uh, it's a, it's the ultimate grinder sport. You know, there's so many games. It's such a long season. Um, we really, uh, gravitate toward, you know, obviously plus money dogs and, uh, you know, combining, you know, uh, a contrarian philosophy of teams less than 40%. Typically on the road, uh, divisional dogs, you know, in, in the division, two teams play each other much tighter, a lot more familiarity. So that benefits the dog, um, high totals with dogs. And really the whole thing about why we, why we bet dogs uh, is because you're playing the long game with dogs. So, you know, if you're betting favorites, the big thing is, you know, obviously favorites do win. Uh, but when they lose, you really get crushed. Yeah. If, if you're taking, you know, Kershaw minus 200, minus 300, uh, is he going to win? 70% of those games. Yeah. But when he loses three out of 10 or two out of 10, uh, at minus 300, you're going to just erase all those winnings that you made off it. So, uh, big thing we, we talked and preached to new members is, you know, the importance of plus money dogs, avoiding big favorites with plus money dogs. You can, uh, it's the only sport really where, you know, you can win at a 43, 44% rate, but because you're, you know, consistently getting these plus money payouts, you know, you're, you're turning a profit. Um, so, you know, with our best bets, you know, usually we have, uh, it's one of our best sports and, you know, we'll have a win rate of 45% and new better. will say, how can you be up 20 units on the season? If you're winning 45%, you gotta be lying. You gotta be like UFC. (laughs) Exactly. And and I don't know much about UFC. So Christian, you're going to have to, you're gonna have to inform me here. I know you're, I know that you're you're the UFC master. So yeah, it's the same philosophy, right? You only got to win two out of eight and you can go two out of eight. And again, this is where kind of units come in and, you know, how people can kind of shade things to look good or bad or the other. Um, but it's just that, you know, if you hit, a, you know, a plus 300 underdog, well, you're good for your next two bets. You know what I mean? So you can go one and three, but if you get a plus 400, you're making money. And people really don't understand that, especially within the kind of the um, money line realm when people are so kind of used to betting uh, spreads, especially with the NFL and all that stuff. Baseball, hockey, um, UFC, um, and kind of, you know, again, obviously you can bet uh, money lines, but you know, are you going to, the general public's not going to lay minus 350 on a New England game when they think that they can lay minus six for minus 110, you know? Exactly. And this is a perfect segue because as we say that, uh, uh, historically bad one of the worst um you can either look at it as one of the worst aprils ever uh for contrarian dogs or look at it as the way i hate to look at it as uh public favorites absolutely dominated in april yep um so what's crazy and again it, it was a rough april i was so excited for mlb uh, uh needless to say i i bled a ton of units here because every uh every favorite getting 70 percent or more bets seemed to win every game um, the official stat was, uh, public favorites getting 70% or more money line bets. Uh, they went 81 and 37, Unheard uh, of. ridiculous 69%, um, only 10 units won, uh, because again, you know, even huge though juice. crazy went huge juice, yep. You, when you, when you're losing on these spots, you're, you know, you're, um, you know, you're really, really hurting with the minus number there, but 9% ROI, they crushed. What's crazy is. Uh, from 2005 to 2017, and our, our data always uh, it goes back to 2005, so we don't have anything before that. But um, from 2005 to 2017, so before this year started, 
Um, favorites getting 70% or more bets. Uh, you, you would have been crushed. They, they, they won at a 57% rate, but you were uh, minus 65 units. So a hundred dollar guy is down 6,500. Obviously if you're betting more. It's even worse. Uh, but, but long story short, public favorites uh, do not do well historically. Um, there's a reason why we go contrarian. There's a reason why we isolate these plus money dogs. It's because uh, favorites are overvalued. You're getting a bad number. And when they lose, you're getting crushed. So um, again, they, they've been really bad from 2005 to 2017. But then uh, this season, this April, uh, for only the second time ever, uh, they had a winning April. And basically, you know, we had a lot of members who I uh, really felt terrible for them. You know, we, we uh, you know, saw all these public favorites going, you know, against we preach winning every night. And, um, you know, I think one part of my job, not just, you know, showing the members the blueprint and, you know, really teaching them how to read the numbers and read the way the percentages line up with the, the line movement and uh, steam moves, reverse line moves, all that. Um, but it's, it's a little bit playing therapist, playing psychologist here. And uh, we had so many people who are uh, ready to jump off a bridge because uh, every night, you know, Kershaw minus 380, Minus 300, uh, 80% of bets w- was cashing. You know, you saw it with the Diamondbacks. The Diamondbacks had a ridiculous April. Uh, the Red Sox, uh, which is tough for me. I'm a Red Sox fan, but I bet against them all April, and I probably will all year, and they <laughs> seem to win every time. Um, but the beauty of this is, again, uh, sports betting is always a, a long-term game. So um, anytime I can quote the Dark Knight, uh, the, the night is always darkest before the dawn or the day or whatever that I probably screwed it up. But, uh, people who, even though they, they had a real tough April here, um, and average Joe's kept winning and it's like, you know, Hey, these average Joe's don't do anything. They bet the favorite and they're winning. Why am I losing? Uh, you always got to stay the course and think long-term because when you're contrarian better, when you lose the book loses too. So again, the, the house always wins. It's always a long game. So the beauty of that is, um, basically, our members who took it on the chin in April um, and stuck with it and, you know, kept that forest amongst the trees attitude uh, have been having a really good May. We've had, you know, ridiculous regression in May um, dogs just in general in April. Um, you were minus around 15 units uh, in May. They've gone 103 and 118. Um, so that's only a uh, 46% win rate, 47% win rate, uh, but they're up 23 units in the month of, uh, in the month of April or sorry, in the month of May. So you've seen a huge bounce back here where dogs got absolutely slaughtered in April. Um, but they're bouncing back huge in, in May. Um, so, uh, thankfully, you know, a lot of our members are able to, uh, get back those units that they lost. But, um, I think just overall, it's a microcosm of, you know, baseball again, being the ultimate grinder sport, you got to stick with it. You got to play it all season long. Um, if you get frustrated in month one, you got to remember it's, it's a five, six month sport. Um, so, uh, you know, hated to see April, uh, but may has really done well. Um, and you know, fade the public Friday. I know, uh, Christian, if if you've, uh, you've heard of this, we, we call it fade the public Friday. Today is Friday. Um, typically Friday nights are, uh, one of your best nights to go contrarian because you got a lot of, uh, recreational betters, public betters. Exactly. It's payday. They got, uh, they got some money to burn. Um, and, uh, they're coming out of work, they're going out to the game or hanging with friends. So they're going to bet, um, on these games on a Friday night more so than any other night. Um, so, uh, yeah, hopefully that, that bodes well for, uh, contrarian tonight, looking at a, you know, a bunch of big dogs and, uh, hopefully that continues, but yeah, baseball, uh, it'll, it'll give you the highest, the highs, the lowest, of lows, but if you ride it out, you stick to that model. Uh, there's a reason why it's, you know, one of the best sports for, uh, for sharp betters. For sure, man. And there's no other market like baseball. Baseball is the epitome of a stock market. And you have to play your system, whatever it is, every single time, year in, year out. You can't pick and choose spots like you can in football. Uh, you know, you can come into town on NFL week four, bet four games, go 4-0, and get back on your play. In baseball, it's very hard to do that day in, day out. You have to make the commitment to season long. But all right, buddy, I want to kind of wrap this up because uh, I don't want to keep you too long. But um, anything else you want to talk about, kind of legalization, sports insights as a whole, um, plug, you know, uh, the services that you guys offer, anything and everything, please feel free. Absolutely. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, if you are uh, you're a dedicated uh, sports gambling podcast fan uh, with the great work Christian does or, you know, if you ever uh, heard of Action Network, um, basically, we want to give you uh, the best betting data that we can. 
um, you know, for Sports Insights, for uh, Bet Labs, the Action Network overall. So if you've never heard of us, uh, you can go to actionnetwork.com. Um, we're on Twitter at Action Network HQ. And uh, we have a free seven day trial. So uh, you really got nothing to lose. You know, if you're betting on sports, you listen to this podcast. Um, basically, what you would get with this uh, free seven day trial is uh, live odds, uh, number of bets, betting in dollar percentages, all the games on the board, uh, tons of content. We have some great writers. Um, Matt Moore for the NBA, uh, Jason Sobel joined a great golf writer, uh, Paula Duca, Jeff Schwartz. So we got some, uh, professional, uh, former ex players, uh, on the team as well. Uh, but yeah, with this membership, you know, you would get all the live odds, betting percentages, dollar percentages, the content, we have a really cool bet tracker. Um, so you can put in all your plays, track all your plays. Um, you would also, you know, fully sync it with the app. So even if you, uh, you know, don't want to, don't want to join, you can download the app for free, uh, the action app. And then uh, if you like it and you want to keep it, it's only $9.99 a month. So literally it's a, uh, it's an expensive hipster beer or maybe, maybe two <laughs> beers or uh, three PBRs or maybe five PBRs. Uh, but if it helps you a little bit and uh, you know, you, you can make 10 bucks or more, you paid for it and, uh, and you'll get all, all the info that we have. So uh, yeah, free trial actionnetwork.com. Um, if you got anything for me, if you ever want to talk about betting, um, you can find me at Josh underscore insights. Absolutely, brother. Again, speaking from experience, people who listen to this podcast know that I only kind of have on and plugs things that I know uh, for a fact work. And again, my handicapping day starts with Sports Insights. I have a monitor in my house or in my uh, home office that is dedicated to just insights with every alert imaginable. And again, the most, I want to say the most, but the my favorite thing that you guys do, especially just on your Twitter for notifications on the, the at Sports Insights, uh, Twitter is the injury uh, notifications. You know, uh, Sports Insights is one of the only people or companies I have on notifications at all times on Twitter because their injury kind of, the way they break injuries is second to none in the industry. It really is. And some Sometimes you can get ahead of uh, line moves and, you know, if, if something's dropping or moving one way, uh, chances are that's because of something, uh, an injury. And again, Sports Insights has been so ahead of the market and so long, uh, for so long uh, with injuries and everything like that. So that's the most valuable tool uh, on Twitter, again, with everything else they're putting out there with the Action Network. Um, so again, uh, sportsinsights.com, uh, sign up for a package. Uh, there's also a link on sportsgamblingpodcast.com for Sports Insights. And again, buddy, um, love talking to you. I'm glad we're going to getting into kind of a schedule doing this once every couple of uh, weeks, months, to kind of talk about everything going on with the company. Because again, I think with legalization, it's going to be kind of the face of the industry for, for quote unquote, fade the public, man. So appreciate everything you're doing in the space, buddy. And again, thank you so much. Always Christian, man. Always, uh, always a pleasure talking to you. Love, uh, love talking betting. Uh, and you guys do a fantastic job at the gambling podcast. So uh, again, honored to be on. Hope we can talk again. And uh, as always, man, fade the public, follow sharp action, and uh, and uh, and we'll talk soon, buddy. All right, buddy. Thanks. I'll talk to you. You got it. Take care.